It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That is our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcast free and available wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. So you never miss a single edition of the show and follow me, Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council, where once again on Friday, I'll be right here answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions. And with NFL free agency starting out next week, I know you guys have a ton of questions to ask. So either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council to get those questions in for the weekly Friday mailbag here Unlocked on Panthers. The biggest story of the day in the NFL on Tuesday was that the Baltimore Ravens would be franchise tagging Lamar Jackson. Now, it will be the non-exclusive tag, not the exclusive tag, meaning that the 31 other teams in the National Football League can now negotiate with Jackson and then sign him to an offer sheet where the Baltimore Ravens can either decide to match and keep Jackson or say, you know what, we're good. We'll take two first-round picks. Now, with that being the news and Lamar Jackson being available, that begs the question, will the Carolina Panthers be interested in Jackson? I told you all on Monday that the Panthers, before making any sort of final move and what they want to do at quarterback before heading to free agency, they needed to wait and see what happened with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Now we know. He's on the non-exclusive tag, meaning $32 million he's going to be owed here in 2023, whether he plays with the Ravens or comes to Carolina or any of the other teams in the NFL. We now know that he is available. I also told you on Monday that I was not necessarily that keen on bringing Lamar Jackson to Carolina, and apparently the Panthers also aren't really all that interested. Joe Person of The Athletic, who covers Carolina Panthers, tweeted out on Tuesday that Scott Fitter certainly will discuss and has discussed Lamar Jackson, remember, in on every deal, because that's what he does. But, but, the Panthers are not expected to be in the Jackson market per league sources. And Scott's not the only one here locally reporting that. The Carolina Panthers, who are in desperate need. Now, Maybe not desperate need, but certainly in need of a franchise quarterback. And that is one of the top priorities, if not the top priority of this offseason. They apparently are not interested in Lamar Jackson. And quite honestly, I think that's the right decision. I know it sounds crazy. Lamar Jackson, not too long ago, was a unanimous MVP in the National Football League. Lamar Jackson has taken the Ravens to the playoffs three times. Now, they have not had a ton of success, but it's also the AFC It's football. There's a lot of good teams out there. It's not all on Lamar. Why the Ravens have not been able to 
progress deep in the playoffs. Maybe this season you could throw it on him because he wasn't out there. It was Tyler Huntley starting on the road in the wild card weekend round at Cincinnati. But other than that, it happens. It's the NFL. It's difficult to win the first 18 weeks of the season, 17 games of the season. And it's even more difficult to win in January and in February if you make it to the Super Bowl. So it's not that simple. But Lamar Jackson is an excellent football player. And he's someone that absolutely the Carolina Panthers could use. But here's the thing with me and Lamar Jackson, or the thing for me and Lamar Jackson as it pertains to him potentially coming to Carolina. Scott Fitter has talked about how Bradley Bozeman, the Panthers' free agent center, is a priority this offseason. He's talked about how Deontay Foreman is a priority, how he told him at exit interviews, we want you back here in Carolina. Okay, cool. Can you have Lamar Jackson, Bradley Bozeman, and Deontay Foreman? I think it's possible. Foreman's probably the one that you would say, uh, do you need to make it happen? Just go out there and draft a rookie running back instead and get under that weight scale instead of giving him whatever he's commanding. Now, Track says that he's worth about $3.4 million this season. That's the expected contract. Maybe more. I don't know. So you can make it work, I think, with those two. But Foreman would probably be the odd man out knowing that you need a center in Bradley Bozeman, who also played in Baltimore for four seasons. Oh, yeah, with Lamar Jackson. So it would be obvious that you would want to have the two together, and I think you could make that deal work. But how about extending Brian Burns as well? And to go even further, let's go back to the priorities that Scott Fitter talked about during free agency aside from Bradley Bozeman and Deontay Foreman and trying to get a deal done with Brian Burns. He talked about adding a tight end, another wide receiver, speed at linebacker, and possibly a safety depending on where Jeremy Chin's going to play in this new 3-4 scheme under new defensive coordinator, Ajero Averro. Can you bring back Bozeman, bring back Foreman, extend Brian Burns, probably, at least the Brian Burns part, and find a pass-catching tight end? Add another wide receiver, preferably a veteran, speed at linebacker, which would probably mean Shaq Thompson's not here in Carolina, and then find another starting safety with Jeremy Chin not playing that as his primary position here in 2023 in his new defensive scheme. Can you do all that and bring in Lamar Jackson, who would cost you first-round pick this year and next year, and then who knows how much money long-term he's going to command? And that's part of the hang-up anyways of him and the Ravens from my outside perspective where he's missed 10 games the last couple of seasons, all of the most important games in December and January, which cost the Ravens a chance to compete in the AFC in 2021 and in 2022. And they have known Lamar and seen him be an MVP, but yet they don't want to give him whatever he's asking for. Now, Lamar Jackson's better than Kyler Murray, so he should make more than them. He's better than Daniel Jones, who got a $40 million year per year deal on Tuesday. Now, if you really look at it, it's a two-year deal, $82 million, but whatever. We're not really focused on Daniel Jones. But in totality, about $40 million a year. He's better than Daniel Jones. He deserves more than Daniel Jones. Lamar Jackson is one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL when healthy. And that's a key thing, because right now we don't know whether Lamar Jackson's body can hold up through a 17-game season, at least through the first two years of it, we haven't seen it. And I'm not sitting here saying Lamar Jackson is injury-prone. I'm just saying that is a concern of the Ravens, and I imagine a concern for the Carolina Panthers. But it really comes down to this. The Panthers doing it the conventional way, and it is roster building. We've seen the last couple of off seasons panic moves. Couldn't work out a deal with Matthew Stafford. Deshaun Watson wasn't interested. Okay, We don't love 
anybody in this 2021 draft class. Let's go out there, give a second, fourth, and sixth for Sam Darnold and see if we can fix him. Did not work. Then after Sam Darnold didn't work out, back into watching sweepstakes, he says no after, by the way, David Tepper wasn't willing to give him guaranteed money in his third and fourth year. That might be the same hang-up here with Lamar Jackson. Now, with Lamar, you don't have the off-the-field concerns like you had with Deshaun Watson. You also didn't have the league disciplinary issues and concerns like you had with Deshaun Watson. So a different situation, but contractually, might not be the case if he truly does want a fully guaranteed contract. And I don't know whether that's true or not. We've heard it for months now, maybe well over a year. That's what he wants, and the Ravens have offered less. I'm not quite sure what it's going to take to get Lamar Jackson, but I'm quite certain it's going to take a lot for him to really want to sign here and be a Carolina Panther. So for me, do it the conventional way. Draft and develop. Now, if it was that simple, everybody would have a quarterback. But the Ravens drafted one Lamar Jackson, traded to go get him in the first round, 32nd overall. And look how it worked out for them so far. Why can't the Panthers do the exact same thing? Scott Fitter talked about this a couple weeks ago, how the last couple of seasons they spent time building the defense and the offensive line. Now they're in a position to put in a young rookie quarterback while also bringing back Brian Burns and extending him, bringing back Bradley Bozeman, bringing back Deontay Foreman if they want to do that, adding a pass-catching tight end, whether it's Hayden Hurst, Dalton Schultz, Mike Gesicki. They can do that. Adding a wide receiver, McCall Hardman, Robert Woods, whoever it may be, Speed at linebacker, another safety. I've mentioned Jesse Bates, probably a pipe dream from me, but still, they can do all of that because they would have far more flexibility. And that's the biggest thing about it. Flexibility of a rookie quarterback contract in the first round where you have those four years and the fifth-year option to work with. Really, three years to figure out whether this is the right guy. And with Lamar, I've seen... People put out there on Twitter that the Ravens should offer him two years, basically fully guaranteed, and then what are you going to be right back in the same situation two years from now? The Panthers can't offer that. The Panthers can't give up a first-round pick this year and next year and then only offer Lamar two years fully guaranteed. He's not want going to want to come here for that. They're going to have to offer more. They're going to have to offer him exactly what he wants or very close to it and at least more, not at least absolutely more, than what the Baltimore Ravens are willing to do. But again, like I asked you on Monday, if the Ravens aren't willing to do it, why should the Panthers be willing to do it and then give Baltimore capital to go get a rookie quarterback that gives them the flexibility with their cap situation? I want the flexibility. And yes, it's been a big fallacy the last couple of years where people talk about, okay, you get that rookie quarterback, you get that contract, you get the flexibility to sign all these players, and then you can go. There's only so many Patrick Mahomes out there. There's only so many Joe Burrows out there, and that is not going to be a conversation you can have in Cincinnati very much longer. It's not a conversation you can have in Buffalo any longer. And in Los Angeles, the Chargers, they haven't even been in a position where they actually could capitalize on Justin Herbert's rookie deal. I guess this year, before they blew that lead on the road at Jacksonville, I heard the same thing about Mitch Trubisky. How did that work out? Zach Wilson in New York, not working out. You have to get the right guy. That's the most important thing. And Lamar Jackson is that dude. I totally understand that. But the Panthers have other dudes on this roster, man. They got other guys that need to be taken care of. Bozeman's a dude. Foreman, he's a dude. I don't necessarily want to do that, but they can do it. Burns is a dude that you decided not to get two first-round picks for because you want him here. Derek Brown, you already paid DJ Moore. You got dudes on this roster that are going to help build the foundation here under Frank Reich. And by 
giving away two first round picks and all that money and cap flexibility. I just don't think that's the right decision for the Carolina Panthers, which is why I'm sitting here applauding them for their lack of interest right now in talking to Jackson and coming to a deal and potentially bringing him here to Carolina. Yes, he would be an immediate answer at the position, but far too often the Panthers tried to focus just on the quarterback and not on the overall roster and being patient. And I get it. David Tepper wants to find that guy. I totally understand him in his want for that because I want the same thing I want this team to win to be successful I just don't want to do this (laughs) I'm not interested in this acquisition at that price the player yes the price no so the Carolina Panthers I think right now making the right decision and by the way they're not alone we continue to talk about Lamar Jackson his potential to come here to Carolina and the lack of interest and where the Panthers probably should be going now that it looks like they're not interested in Jackson or Aaron Rodgers there in Green Bay. I'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before I do that, let's talk about our new sports betting partner here on the Locked on Podcast Network FanDuel. And I'm sure if you want to get the odds on where Lamar Jackson's next landing spot is, you can go to FanDuel right now and check that out. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back of your first bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout of a same game parlay so don't miss your chance on your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I do think it's possible to love Lamar Jackson, to want Lamar Jackson in Carolina, but to also bristle at the idea of giving up the number nine pick in this year's draft, which would allow Baltimore to go immediately, get his replacement, and also to give up the first round pick in 2024, which if you bring Lamar here to Carolina and he stays healthy and is the same player he's been throughout his first four or five years in the NFL, then you're going to be picking late in the 20s and the Baltimore Ravens would be picking late in the 20s so it would not be that expensive of a pick but it's also ammunition for the Ravens to move up into the draft and to get a Bryce Young to get a CJ Stroud to get a Will Levis get an Anthony Richardson to get Lamar Jackson's replacement so you can have Lamar Jackson while they get the replacement and again I ask if Baltimore's willing to allow teams to talk to Lamar and sign him to an offer sheet, and then they decide whether they want to match or not. And I think what Baltimore really is trying to do is they're going to allow the market to set itself for Lamar, that they're not going to go out here and negotiate anymore with Lamar, that they're going to allow another team to go out there, sign him to an offer sheet, and then they can decide, okay, this is either way too much for us or we're willing to do that. I have no idea 
what teams are going to be willing to give Lamar Jackson what he wants. Currently, Carolina is not interested in doing that. The Falcons reportedly are not interested, and that's one of the teams, them in Carolina, both in the NFC South. Those are the two teams that, for the last couple of weeks, I've heard would be the teams interested, mainly the Falcons, but apparently that's not the case. The Raiders aren't interested. I've heard talks that they might be interested in the quarterback, which is why it's important the Carolina Panthers need to get ahead of the Ravens, who are currently drafting at seventh overall. And even the Commanders are looking at going with fifth-round pick out of last year's draft, local kid from Sun Valley High School and North Carolina quarterback Sam Howell. So those four teams, all in need of a quarterback, apparently don't want Lamar, which is curious. When you look at the Falcons and their situation, how bad they are, the Panthers and their merry-go-round where they have started the last couple seasons, I mean, the last three seasons of the Matt Rule era and then partially the Steve Wilkes era, we're not going to put all the losing on Steve Wilkes, they have started Teddy Bridgewater, they have gone to P.J. Walker, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, a broken Cam Newton. It has not been good. So you th- you look at all that and you would think, oh, yeah, obviously they'd be interested. But again, the flexibility part of it and how they could go out there and get their own guy, which is exactly what Baltimore is going to turn around and do if anyone signs Lamar to an offer sheet and they decide not to match. It's like, okay, you have Lamar. We'll get, her, get our new guy and we'll get him under a rookie contract and we'll coach him up. Because they're a solid organization, and they'll probably keep winning because Baltimore does not ever suck. So if the Ravens are willing to part ways and get their quarterback, why should the Carolina Panthers then take on all that money, give away the picks, when they can get their own guy? And I'm sure you're talking to me right now being like, okay, well, Julian, well, you know, the Panthers are going to have to give up picks if they want to trade up and get their quarterback. Yeah, certainly. But to me, it's a pick swap this year, and then probably number one next year. Not outright losing your first-round pick this year, and then next year as well, you're still going to have a first-round pick this year and maybe not have it next year, which, again, I'm totally fine with, and I think that is the way things should go. Now, as far as how are things going to play out with the quarterback market before free agency starts next week? Now, again, on Monday is the beginning of the legal negotiating period here in the NFL, and then teams can officially sign guys to contracts at 4 p.m. on Wednesday, March 15th. But we'll find out on Monday afternoon, I think around 4 p.m., I think is when it officially opens, the legal tampering period, as we call it, but the negotiating period. That's when we'll start hearing about how the Panthers are going to sign such and such a player. Hopefully, one of them be Hayden Hurst or Mike Kosicki or Dalton Schultz. I would expect it to happen on Monday afternoon. That's when we're going to start hearing some of that news, but they won't be officially on the team. The cap situation won't be officially set until 4 p.m. on March 15th. But before that, we still got a couple days left to figure out where Aaron Rodgers is going to go, what's going to happen with Lamar, and if teams are actually going to sign him to an offer sheet or if he's going to play for the $32 million non-exclusive franchise tag in Baltimore, which feels unlikely at this point in time that he'd be willing to do that with the Ravens and maybe it buys Baltimore more time to talk to him. I don't know how it's going to work out. But to me, Aaron Rodgers, right now the Jets, at least on Tuesday, the Jets went out there to California to meet with him and to talk to him. The former offensive coordinator in Green Bay and former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett's now the OC in New York, one of Rodgers' favorite all-time coaches, all-time favorite coaches. And you have to think, too, James Campen here in Carolina is one of those. But the Panthers reportedly not interested in Rodgers at this point in time. That might lure Rodgers to the Jets where – Brett Favre kind of had the same ending in Green Bay coming out of retirement. Then the go to New York later on that summer, about a decade and a half ago, whenever the hell that was. This is a while ago. 
Could Aaron Rodgers decide not to retire and follow that same path? Brett Favre goes to New York with the Jets. It feels likely. I would also say the Jets are probably a team that should be very interested in bringing on Lamar Jackson. Either way, it doesn't look like the Panthers are interested in Rodgers or Jackson. So that means they're interested in Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis and or Anthony Richardson. Those four guys who were all at the Combine, Richardson, who stole the show, Will Levis, who says he's got a cannon for an arm, which is certainly the case, and C.J. Stroud, who might be the perfect fit for this new offense here in Carolina under Frank Reich and Thomas Brown. Do any of them come to Carolina? It feels like that's what the Carolina Panthers are targeting if they're not interested in giving up all that for Lamar and not interested in Aaron Rodgers and lost out, kind of, not really, to Derek Carr with the New Orleans Saints. A rookie quarterback is clearly their plan. And I believe that is the right plan as of right now. And looking at the rest of the market, I don't really see how that can't be the right plan for the Carolina Panthers if they're not interested in any of those other two players in Jackson and in Rodgers and with Carr off the board. So again, I'm going to say, make a move. I was looking at mock drafts, and I know what I said. Fire into the sun, absolutely. But depending on who it is, like Todd McShay and Dane Brugler of ESPN and The Athletic, respectively, post-combine mock drafts actually mean something. I remember a year ago, Peter King was talking about how post-combine, it felt like Ike Aquanu could be the number one pick in the draft, and the Panthers got him six overall to be their franchise left tackle. Hell yes, man. These mocks actually mean something because last week, so many of the NFL decision makers and coaches and GMs were there in Indianapolis at the scouting combine having conversations about who might trade up. And it looks like the Colts are likely to trade up to number one, knowing that Jim Ursay is a loose cannon. Chris Ballard is trying to save his job. And I'm sure Shane Steichen, the new head coach there, is going to want a young quarterback. So they're probably moving up to number one, which means that too. The Houston Texans are probably, again, going to take a quarterback. And according to Brugler, he thinks Stroud goes to Indianapolis. And in Houston, with um, D'Amico Ryans, Alabama guy, Bryce Young, Alabama guy, also a really good player. More importantly, that makes sense. At three, Will Anderson to the Cardinals. Then at four, do the Bears trade back again? Do they take a player? I don't know. But the Panthers need to either get the four when the Bears trade back or to five with the Seattle Seahawks to position themselves to get Richardson or Levis or Stroud or Young, whoever the final two, as long as they actually believe in these guys, which I don't think they move up to do that if they don't believe in any of them. And I don't think they're bypassing on Carr and on Rodgers and on Jackson if they don't believe that they can get their quarterback there in the top 10, preferably the top five of this year's draft. That is the move, and that seems very evident right now. We'll see how it plays out with Lamar and whether they actually aren't interested, but according to multiple reporters out there, the Panthers don't have interest in pursuing Lamar Jackson, and they don't have interest in Aaron Rodgers, and Derek Carr is no longer on the market. So clearly, to me, the only other option is one of the four rookies in this draft and likely drafting up to go get them. So if that's the case, Scott, David, Frank, everybody else there on 800 South Mint Street, right down the street from me, go get your guy. All right. Um, going to take a quick pause. Don't really know what I'm going to talk about on the other side, but uh, stay tuned. 
This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm certainly having somewhat of an existential crisis trying to sit here and justify why the Panthers should not take Lamar Jackson when he's a former MVP, unanimous MVP at that, and is someone who immediately helps takes this team, bolts them to the top of the NFC South, and maybe even atop of the NFC. When you look at the quarterbacks in this conference, Kirk Cousins, okay, fine. I've always thought Kirk Cousins, you know, good quarterback. Is he someone I would want? Not really. Dak Prescott. Yeah, he got killed after the 49ers game, but I think Prescott's good, better than Kirk Cousins. And then I'm looking around trying to think who else off the top of my head. Rodgers is probably leaving. Brady's already retired. Of course, Drew Brees is no longer around. I mean, Derek Carr, he'll be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC. Is there really, I mean, Russell's gone. He also looked bad last year. I'm thinking about all the teams like Daniel Jones. Okay, fine. Got his money. Happy for the Charlotte kid. Even if he's a Duke guy, got his money. Good for him. Mm. Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Okay, Jalen Hurts is really good. We saw that. Geno looked really good last year. Kyler Murray, not a huge fan. So, Jared Goff? Like, this is a wide-open conference. And if you bring in Lamar, like, that is certainly one of the arguments outside of this fact that the Carolina Panthers have a massive hole at quarterback and they need a franchise quarterback and they need to break the wheel and finally fix that position, but also puts him right there in position to – take over the NFC South for the foreseeable future, barring, you know, Lamar is still Lamar. I mean, which I don't think he wouldn't be and that he stays healthy, but that you get everything that you want out of him and the Panthers do all the right things by him and can still build a good roster around what would be an albatross quarterback contract. And that is certainly the challenge. And it's hard for me to sit here and think that Scott Fitter planned to have someone like Jackson last year when they were going all in on Deshaun Watson that's part of the reason why Hassan Reddick's not here in Carolina. Now, the main reason is the Eagles offered him plenty of money, and he's from the Philadelphia area, but he'll have us believe, at least in part, that he's not here, and I think that's true because the Panthers were loading up assets and cap space to take on Deshaun Watson if they were able to make that trade and had Deshaun Watson agreed to come here and if they really would agree to contract terms with Watson. I haven't really seen that this year. We've only seen one restructure, and that was Austin Corbett. The Panthers, as of this moment, are still not under the salary cap heading into the new league year, 4 p.m. on March 15th. We have not seen that yet. A week from now, they're still not there. Now, they'll get there. I'm still waiting to see what's going to happen with Shaq Thompson, and I imagine that's a very simple move they can do. There's guys like Damian Wilson they can cut, Ian Thomas they can cut, easily get to where they need to get to, but you're going to need to open up some more cap space. Same thing if you go out there and extend Brian Burns and get rid of that $16 million cap hit this year. They have an opportunity. It's just hard for me to look at this and how they've talked about things and how they've gone about their business and think that they've planned for a contract like Lamar Jackson's this offseason, which is probably the reason they're not pursuing him as of right now because their plans are to take a quarterback. And as much as I love Lamar, and I think he would be great in Carolina – I like the process. 
and how they're going about it, where they've identified their targets, they know who in free agency, what position that they need to fill, and also that the cap flexibility, just being patient getting out there and drafting the right guy. And Scott Fitter just said a week ago, in an ideal world, you draft and develop that quarterback. Now, there's another world where you can just trade and get a former MVP and things work out. There's going to be some give or take there. It's not just going to be as simple as you trade them and then you can keep everybody and your team is going to be where you want it to be. It's going to be far more challenging. And it's also going to be a challenge when you bring in a rookie. And if they don't pan out, then where do you go in three four years time and you can look back potentially saying like well, man we should have brought Lamar Jackson we didn't do it I hope Lamar stays in Baltimore if he doesn't if he comes to Carolina I'm not gonna be upset about it I certainly wouldn't be because he's a great player just just not my preference right now my preference like it's been throughout the entirety of offseason is for the Carolina Panthers to look at every option now they should have a conversation with Lamar Jackson just like with Derek Carr and they should see what he wants and I imagine it's probably gonna be a little bit more than they want it's gonna be a sticker shock So, for me, the best thing for them to do is to trade up, identify who they want, and then draft that quarterback, bring in a veteran quarterback to be the bridge. They either start out or be right there as his backup and mentor. That is the way the Carolina Panthers need to go about the quarterback position. They have the opportunity with their draft picks in the McCaffrey trade and with the cap flexibility that they're going to get in a couple weeks to be able to build, you know, in a couple days' time, to be able to build – a proper roster around that rookie to where he has weapons, has a good foundation with the coaching staff and the people around him on the field to have success and have the Panthers in position to be competing for the NFC South this fall. That is my preference. I will take Lamar. It's not my top choice. I certainly won't weep if it happens. I'll probably be right here smiling ear to ear. But right now, and probably for the rest of the draft season, that's what I'm going to want is to trade up and get that franchise quarterback, someone that we can call our own and put our hopes and dreams into. And hopefully fingers crossed can bring us the sustained success that David Tepper promised us when he fired Ron Rivera three years ago. All right. That's going to wrap up this edition of the locked on Panthers podcast, a part of the locked on podcast network hosted by yours truly, Julian council. Again, y'all make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our locked on Panthers, YouTube channel, rate review, subscribe, and check out the podcast free and available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me, Julian council on Twitter at Julian council, get in your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian council. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, Be whole, as always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.